Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the weekly walkthrough H-Town Pro... H-Town Podcast. I can't even get it right without supervision. Sponsored by USW11228 Local. And I'm Susan Lamb in for Rusty Witcher. I'm joined by... I am Jackie Nelson sitting in for Susan Lamb. <laughs> so everyone is playing a different role. They don't have on costumes or masks, but we have a really great lineup today. We have Chief Eilert here to talk about some important things in the community. We have Kim Wallace from the Heston Chamber here. Shirley Weber's going to swing through and give us some um, final words on her time as a local business owner. But I think um, first I wanted to say, Jackie, you have been on a really awesome trip. Do you have some nuggets of advice for the listeners if they should be lucky enough to go to Hawaii with a stopover in San Fran? If you are fortunate and blessed enough like my family was to go to Hawaii, um, I'm a history nerd, so my two absolute favorite places while I was there um, was Pearl Harbor. That was such a powerful experience, and seeing the Pacific Submarine Museum um, and touring through the Bowfin, an, an amazing, powerful experience. Go to Pearl Harbor. And um, we also went to the Polynesian Cultural Center cool. in, uh, in on Oahu, and that's actually run by... Um, by BYU. Oh, and interesting. It is. And that was an incredibly interesting experience. I got to learn a lot of amazing things about Polynesia. And on our way back, we stopped in San Francisco. And in one day, um, we went to Alcatraz, which was a, an amazing, amazing experience. We went to Alcatraz. We got to Pier, we walked from Alcatraz down to Pier 39, down to Fisherman's Wharf, and up to Ghirardelli. Um and all of those things were amazing, and it was such a, a – I was so blessed and so fortunate to be able to take that kind of a, a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime trip. Much-needed respite. We're glad you're back. Yeah, it's I, – I, I've learned there's so many things after being in such small places like Hawaii. Um, Honolulu's fairly populous, and San Francisco is very large, and I have a brand-new appreciation for – small communities and roads that go in a straight line. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're glad you're back. I uh, I affirm that reset that you've been on. That's pretty cool. So we're going to start out. We're just switching it up a little bit. I'm going to start out with a few sports because the Swathers kind of winding down with basketball. They're on the road this evening over to Nickerson in preparation for um, a sub-state home game, which is next Tuesday, I believe. And um, both boys and girls will play at home for the first round of Substate, but they are playing on the road this evening. State wrestling is this weekend in Salina, and we want to congratulate Tyrone Taylor, who qualified, and wish him good luck. Heston College basketball is at home against Labette County on Wednesday. HC baseball is off to a really good start, 5-3, and three, but they're on the road today at K-Dub, and they'll be playing on Oswald Field here in town on Saturday with a doubleheader, which starts at 1. I think the weather's going to be great. You ought to get out and um, take some baseball in. Heston College softball is over at um, Hutch Community College this weekend, but they'll be playing on Mullet Field the weekend of March 4th and 5th. And The Apple Tree, a delightful production at the Heston College Theater, starts on March 1st, runs through the 5th. If you visit the website, heston.edu, you can learn more. 
And if you visit the USD 460 website, they can probably tell you more. I bet you could even volunteer to work at um, some of these events. But um, I want to just encourage you guys to get out and enjoy things around town. Jackie, do you have a little bit of library stuff we I need do. to know about? I also have a bit of bonus information on the sports roundup that I got from uh, Rusty. I missed uh, something. No, no, you didn't miss anything. Um, since tonight's the last regular season game, if the girls win this evening against Nickerson, they will clinch the two seed, the number two seed nice. in the Lions substate. If the boys win this evening, that will be an upset and it will land them in the number one seed. That, so, that is great. Bonus information and another great reason to cheer on your swathers. Thank you. What's going on at the library? Um, so we've got a couple of things happening this week. Uh, I'm very excited. This evening we have Women's Civic Club um, that has have a long and deep and rich history with the library. So Women's Civic Club is here this evening. We are doing poor painting. Uh, I'm very excited about it. We just had a poor painting class through the library that was booked up full. Um, and so we know it's a very popular, very fun thing to do. So we've got a poor painting class this evening with Women's Civic Club, and that is at 7. And then on Thursday night, I would really encourage the community to come to the library between 6 and 7 o'clock. We are hosting a gallery night for Heston Middle School students. Over the course of the month of February, we have had artwork by Heston Middle School students on display over our junior section. And so this is a great opportunity to come out, meet the artists, let them talk a little bit about their work, grab a cookie, um, have a, a glass of punch, and we're going to be doing an artist's reception in cooperation with Heston Middle School and get these young and very talented artists what a, a cool deal. I, and I've been coming to the library and hadn't even noticed that. So that means there's so much going on that I just missed it or I'm not paying attention well, or something. We, but We have a lot of artwork that has gone up in the last few weeks. Um, we have some murals that are on the, the children's section now that are very exciting. They're historic. They are uh, historic. Um, and I think that those grabbed a little bit of attention from what is sitting on top of our shelves. Um, but yeah, come and check out all the art that's at the library now. It's very exciting. Appreciate you guys doing that. And on down the road, you're probably already looking ahead to summer stuff, I bet. Yes, um, we are. We have gotten our materials for summer library program. Our theme is all together now, so we are working. Nice. Yeah, we are. We're working and collaborating with a variety of other libraries and community organizations. We're hoping to do some outreach. Um, we are going to know much more in March. March is really kind of our kickoff for summer library program and working with the schools. We've done school tours before, um, and really getting into the swing of summer after about mid-March. Nice. Well, I hope people are looking forward to it. I think that this little hint of spring over the weekend got everybody kind of jazzed for some more nice weather. So we'll hope that whatever is ahead in the way of uh, winter is just some very friendly precipitation and not slippery streets. So, well, today I am excited that we could be joined by Kim Wallace, who is the somewhat new director of the Heston Chamber of Commerce. And we're just really glad that she is in that position and um, appreciate you coming out today, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's nice to get to be on the podcast. I know. Well, we appreciate you joining us and appreciate you being a loyal listener, as you shared earlier. You've been working in this new position at the chamber since about the beginning of the year. How's it going so far? Yeah, a month and a half in. I've really learned a lot. There's still a lot more to learn. It's been fun getting to be involved in 
a totally different environment than what I was before. And getting to know business owners, there's been some new businesses that have joined the chamber and getting to know their members has been a lot of fun. I've had my first luncheon under my belt, and now I'm working on getting my first event planned. Awesome. And so how, you know, just thinking about how you've gotten to know those people, are you going like to every business and or how how do you get to know all these different people? That seems daunting to me. I'm not going to lie. It was a little daunting at first, too, but it's been really fun to go to the businesses, been trying to meet them at their place, get a feel for what companies they are, what their companies do. Um, it's It helps me to remember who goes where when I see them out in public, to uh-huh. be able to see them in their own space rather than just a name on an email. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's been a slow process. There's still a lot of places I haven't made it to, but trying to work my way through the list. Heck, you're doing great already if you've met a number of people. I think that's awesome. So for people who don't really understand what a chamber of commerce is, and I, I get it, you know, why not everybody, that's not just an everyday vocabulary word, but what is the role a, a chamber plays in our town or any town? Kind of give us an overview. Well, I think the main goal of the chamber is to support local businesses, to work on promoting what they have going on, make sure that people are aware of the businesses and what they do in the community, plan events that get people excited to come to Heston, to live here, to be involved. I think there are some events that we have yearly that people look forward to. It builds that community feel so that people want to live where we are and shop where we live. Um, It's just a great way to support businesses. I'm still learning a lot. There's still a lot of things that every week I go, oh, I didn't really think that through. But you're right. That is a great thing that the chamber can do to support that business Mm -hmm. or a great way to get people plugged in to things that are happening in town. I like that word plugged in because that is a lot of what your job is about. And it's about connecting. And it's tricky because I think in our world, you sort of get siloed and you're, okay, here's my job. Here's what I do. Here's where I go. Here's who I interact with. But just making those connections, I've noticed in some of your emails, just some of the things that you guys are able to offer. I saw that there's headshots available. I say just a sentence or two about that. What is that? Well, the chamber has purchased um, a time slot from a local photographer that is one of our chamber members and offering a discount to local businesses who might need to update their photos that go on their website or in in their publications or Facebook. Um, So you'll be able to come and get headshots taken at a studio in Newton and get three headshots for $30, which is a great deal compared to what it costs to have an actual sitting fee. And that's chamber members. It's chamber members. So a motivation to join the chamber. Absolutely. You know, I I mean, I don't mean to be morbid, but you might want to update your headshot before somebody (laughs) in your family picks what goes in the newspaper or online after your life is over. And I always think, oh, I hope they don't (laughs) use my high school senior picture. Although, you know, I mean, who knows? But I I like that. I appreciate you having that available. So what are some of the challenges, but also opportunities that a position like yours holds? Well, I think I'm still learning a lot of that. Like I said, it's new. I'm about 45 days into the job and um, every day kind of feels like a new day and a new opportunity to learn something. I've I, you know, came from education, which is a very different background. It's been over 15 years since I've been in the business world and a lot has changed. And I think that COVID has changed a lot of businesses and how they're structured and trying to get a feel for what that looks like and how 
to support businesses now that have a lot of people who work from home or um, might be offsite and Mm -hmm. just kind of learning the new social media rules and how to um, help support people in those ways. That's an excellent point. Just the idea that some of your people are working from home and now you are meeting a need that three years ago they didn't even know they had. And so you uh, are learning a new role, but also helping them learn maybe navigating some waters that could be um, unfamiliar. So that's a very good point. And it's been great. Megan took the chamber and has just done such great things the last four years. And my goal coming into it was just to kind of keep the status quo at first and kind of get a feel for what was happening and make sure that nothing was falling through the cracks. And now a little farther into it, I'm able to kind of step back and think, okay, she's done a great job. Where do we go from here? What does that look like? And how can we make sure that the things that we are doing and investing in are actually benefiting the businesses that we're serving in the community? Well, I think everyone that pays dues appreciates the fact that you are taking that so seriously and care about it that much. So you got a couple of events coming up, a big one here at the end of March. Tell us a little bit about that. We have our annual banquet. It's our chance to recognize the business and citizen of the year. Uh, We have nominations. So if there's anybody that you can think of that really stood out last year, either as a business or an individual that you would like to have recognized, if you could make sure that you send that information, your nominations to me at the chamber, so we can make sure that we get those on the list to be voted between. And it's just a fun night. It's also a fundraiser. There'll be a live auction. We have a um, comedy group that's coming to do a murder mystery called Midnight at the Masquerade. Whoa. So there will be different actors going around throughout the night doing different acts and you'll have to figure out the clues and each table by the end of the night will make make their guest on who um, committed the murder. Um, I don't think Chief Eilert should be able to participate <laughs> in this. <laughs> It'll be interesting to I see. I think he would have an unfair advantage. Possibly. <laughs> He might see the clues in a different way than the rest of it, but it is a comedy, so it's not made to be a morbid thing, but a funny event, and they'll pull a few community members to play some roles, and so maybe we'll put Eilert as one of the people that's a suspect instead there so that go. it's a little safer. But. I like the fact that the those who are attending are going to be involved and active rather than just consumers sitting and listening to speeches. That makes it yeah. appealing. That's the hope is that it'll be a fun time. Um, it's just a chance to get people together, do some networking, and just celebrate what we have that's going great, as well as raise some funds for future events that we have coming up. Yeah. So tell us the major details about that location, price, etc. Yeah, it is going to be on Friday, March 31st at 6 p.m. It's out at Sunray Ranch. The catering will be by Water's Edge, and we are excited. There is still sponsorship opportunities if anybody is interested. Um, I've actually had a couple people question the fact that we went with a tiered sponsorship this year rather than the one flat rate. Um, So in case anybody else had any questions about that, I guess I can share a little bit about that. We, as everyone knows, post-COVID, everything has gotten more expensive. And we understand that we have some small businesses that maybe don't have the opportunity to sponsor at higher levels. And we tried to keep the ticket price down so that those people could attend and so that community members could also attend. So we offered some higher sponsorship levels that give uh, businesses a benefit as well as help cover some of the changing costs of being able to host a banquet. Sounds like a great approach to me. And so if they want to register, what what should they do? You can get on the Chamber website. There is a link for sponsorship or to purchase tickets. 
Um, or you can just contact me at the chamber at our phone number, which is 620-327-4102, or email chamber at hestonks.org, and I'll be happy to give you any information that you're looking for. Perfect. So, Kim, if I'm just Joe Citizen, and, well, I guess I am Joe Citizen, <laughs> and I want to be involved in the chamber, what I, I don't own a business, so can I become a member? How would that work? We do. We do have individual membership for people who are not part of a business. It's at a discounted rate. We just um, get you signed up as a member and you have the opportunity to participate in any chamber-sponsored events, uh, things like headshots. If you would like to be involved in something like that, it's open to anyone. Also, attending chamber events is a great way to help support the chamber and shopping locally. Anytime that we can do that, we like to promote that. It's great for everyone. Well, I think that's very helpful for me to know. Jackie, what else did I not think to ask here? I always like to ask this because I, I, I feel like <laughs> you're good. What has brought you the most joy? Like, has there been a moment when you were settling into this job, this new role that you're like, yeah, this is why I'm doing this? Wow. I don't know that there's any one thing um, that has necessarily stood out. There have been a lot of little things along the way of realizing just how different it is compared to where I came from. Um, I had an actual business, one of our newest members, Cindy O'Staffing, came in today just to say, great job on the luncheon. And stuff like that was really fun for me to get some feedback. Um, I will say that's one thing, you know, working in a one-person office is there's not a whole lot of people to ask questions and kind of get that feedback. So it was nice to hear that and, um, you know, to know that what I'm doing made a difference to someone. So... That's good. That is an excellent question. Now I'm going to have to start thinking about that. <laughs> have to add that to our list. So, Kim, I bet as you are out now traveling and going places, as a chamber director, you probably start looking at other towns and thinking differently about. I definitely what- do. I've I've kind of been looking. I was out of town this weekend for a funeral, and even looked up and down some of the streets at how they had their windows set up and what the storefronts looked like and ways that they were trying to get people to engage with their businesses and maybe I don't may have thought, oh, that's a nice window before, but now I'm thinking, how can I take that and bring mm-hmm. it back? And what are some things that we need to do to to make a difference in our town as well? Yeah. So you're always thinking, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, you're doing a great job. Thanks. I'm excited for what the future holds. I know we all are excited for what the future holds mm-hmm. for our community. We're blessed to have you in that role. And um, thanks for being here today. Don't know if yeah, you can, can stay, leave, do whatever you want to. Um, but thank you for your work and your role in our town. So appreciate it. Yeah. So Chief Eilert. Hello. Good to have you back. Good to be back. Um, I just say next time I go first though, cause I've, these are tough acts to follow every time I come on. No, I think everyone that comes on the podcast is equally talented. And you know, the last time you were on, you had this terrific story do you remember what it was? Our, our burnt barbecue story, yes. <laughs> sometimes, I, I remember. you know, sometimes when I'm just a little bit down, I'll go back and listen to that just to, it's like a mental health boost Isn't for me. Isn't that great to know that your misfortune is her pick-me-up? <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. That's, that's perfectly fine. Well, I tell you what, I, I have had people talk to me that don't even live in this state about what a great story that was. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it's, it was something else, and 
I'm sure next year when we try again, we're going to have some more mishaps. But <laughs> You're doing your part. We're doing our part that, you know, if nothing else, if we can bring humor to the community, then that's what we're here for. Absolutely. And, and we're grateful for that. But today, I think you have some serious stuff. Now, we might have a little yeah. bit of fun at the end here, but you have some topics that you're going well, yeah. to lead us through. Well, you know, coming into spring, we probably need to talk about safety a little bit and things we can do. And then um, scams. Scams are always so big. It doesn't matter what time of year. It's, it's always so big. I always tell people, listen, this is a scammer. That's his job. That's what they do that, you know, it's not your normal job. Obviously it's a, they're criminals, but that's what, you know, they scam people. That's how they make their money. They're living and they're good at it just like anybody else. And so it becomes a real, uh, oh, I don't know, a, a it can be real difficult sometimes because again they're good at it but it can become difficult sometimes to discern between what's real and what's a scam mm -hmm. and so um we've had a few recently um and one of the ones that we've had is one of the more what i call scarier ones just because it involves somebody coming physically coming to an address to pick something up we call what we kind of call them courier scams and, and so they claim they're sending a courier over to pick up some uh, some finances for one reason or the other. Generally, it has to do with a, uh, a loved one who uh, has been involved in an accident and is now in legal trouble in another state or country okay. and needs assistance. And, and they allege that this is a, a, a retainer for an attorney. Um, and, and, and they go so far as to have someone claim to be the, the loved one on the... Uh, on the phone with the person and, and, and they have details. I mean, listen, you know, we talked about social media and how great it can be for the chamber. And, you know, we have a Facebook page and we put stuff out on it, but it's also a, a way that we give out a lot of information about our personal lives and, you know, whether good, bad, indifferent, it, it's just people can pick from those things. You know, they, they basically what we call mining, you know, they go in and just pick out things so they'll know your family members names because you're associated with them on these social oh, sure. media apps um, and so they go in and mine all this data about you before they call you they know a lot more about you than what you even realize you put online because maybe it's not you putting it online maybe it's your your children or your brother your sister something like that you know and, and so they take all this information they put together a real good uh, story they call you and it's very convincing, you know, and so it's very, it's very difficult uh, for people sometimes to get away from the story. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we implore people to do is a always check with the, the family members or, or the parents or the children of the family members that are allegedly in trouble before you send anybody money, you know, find out what the, what the scoop is from someone you trust. Um, and then, you know, we're also more than welcome to discuss it with you mm -hmm. um, before you make any decisions to send send any money to anyone. Um, you know, and uh, our local partners at the banks do a good job of helping people with this, too. And, and you know, it's just it's just one of those things. And so, you know, and the it, it's not just this scam that's going around. There's uh you know, there's always the social security scam they call and, and your phone will show that it says it's the social security administration. Well, with the new phone systems and the voice over IP phone systems, you can change the caller ID for your phone. We had one lady call one day cause she was concerned cause she got a call from her own number. Well, they can just go in and spoof any number 
and do that. I've and, had that happen on my landline. Know, I've had that know. happen on my cell phone. Ugh. Yeah, and so, you know, it's scary, and, and rightfully so. But these guys can just do that. And so the one thing I'll say, you know, and, and I've kind of given this talk a few times now. I, I've met with all the clusters mm-hmm. in the middle of last year and down at, the, down at the villa. And, you know, the Social Security Administration, they're one of the few that will actually call you on the telephone. Oh. But they'll only call you back. If you've called if you've them. If you've called them, they okay. will call you back. And I'm not sure how the number comes up. I've never done it. I'd never need a call from them. But uh, they won't so they won't unsolicitedly call you. Uh-huh. They won't just in the dark calling you. The IRS will never call you. Mm-hmm. They'll send letters or people, um, and it's generally letters. So um, most government agencies don't just cold call you out of the blue. So okay. if, if that's what you think you have, there's there's easy ways then to verify that. And again... My officers and myself are more than happy to uh, help you with that. So so do I hear you saying when this happens, it would be extremely helpful if people would take a step back and breathe and, and not react until they have a chance to do that? Absolutely. And that's probably the hardest thing to do in a situation like this, because let's face it, we just want to help. Sure. Right. And. When it's a loved one, we really want to help. Mm-hmm. And so it's very difficult to think that maybe we're delaying something. Okay. But what, what I can tell you is just from a law enforcement standpoint is the wheels of justice turn very slow. Okay. And so, <laughs> so if a kid, grandkid calls and says, I'm in jail in Mexico right. and um, facing a firing squad, it's, yeah. it's probably not happening it's, within unless, the next five. Unless they've been down there for a year, that's probably not happening. Okay. So... Um, you know, and, and so just take a breath and confirm, you know, and, you know, I use my mother as the own example. If her grandkids called and said you were in jail, she's going to say, well, you probably should call your dad or your mom, you know. So, um, but, you know, I don't want to make light of it, but right. it's, it's just one of those things. Sure. Where, but it is overwhelming for people. It, and so then they react and then that's how they get sucked in. That's right? correct. Yeah. And, and. Unfortunately, then once you're sucked in, it's relentless. Uh. They will continue on you for multiple days until they figured out that you're no longer a viable candidate to, for them to get money from. And, it's, and I don't want to make it sound like it's just happening here because it's not. I know, I know for a fact that that same scam has taken place west of town in the county. And then I was contacted by the Butler County Sheriff's Office just after I made a little post on Facebook about it because they had to the very next day that we had ours. And so these scams go on all over, you know, but uh, we just need to be diligent. And, and unfortunately, you know, listen, they do prey on the retired community more than what they do anybody else. Sure. You know? And so we want to help because, you know, we're, we're, that's part of Heston. You know, they're part of our people and we want to help take care of them and we'll do what we can. And, I think uh, I've, I've been in contact with Showalter Villa here, and I think we're going to put together a, uh, a door hanger about scams to put out within the community down there to try to maybe, you know, just, just a little reminder. Maybe if it's on your fridge mm-hmm. or laying on your counter, you know, maybe that's the, the, the kick we need to, to maybe put a stop to this. Sure. Well, and I, I think, too, part of it is that I know that I know, and, and it's, it, it, there's an embarrassment factor, too. And I know that I called back, I got a, a voicemail I was dealing, I'd been in a car accident, and I had a voicemail that was, call me about your car insurance. I'm like, well, I am dealing with car insurance, and I called this back, and I'm like, 
it took me a couple of minutes to realize this is not Geico. Okay. <laughs> this is not Geico. This is not State Farm. This is some jerk trying to scam me. But I felt embarrassed that I had called them Good back. Point. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that part of what Chief Eilert and Heston PD does that is so wonderful is their officers are very compassionate. And no one is going to feel judged if you call Heston PD and say, hey, I think I'm being taken for a ride. I, I know that Chief Eilert here is, is a kind person. And he's laughing at that, but I know that he's a kind person. And, and I think that part of it is a reluctance and an embarrassment to report these kinds of things because you do feel taken for a ride. And that's the 100% of what we hear. And, you know, and, li and like you said, my, I am very proud of our organization we have right now and the gentlemen that work for me. Um, they're all very kind and compassionate. They may not give off that aura when you see them, but they all are. They will listen. And they, they are here to help you. And and honestly, you know, listen, we want to help you, and we want to try to catch bad guys. Right. You know, and we would love nothing more than to be able to catch one of these people. Extremely difficult. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, the chances of us, well, first, if you send money to somebody, the chances of us ever recovering that money are zero. And, and if we do, it would be great. But it's really just... You know, a lot of the money, especially in the internet scams and the phone scams, it goes overseas in a flash. Mm -hmm. They have it, they put it in a green dot bank account, and then within a second, it's out of there into something else and out of there into something else. And, and you it's know, like chasing a fly. It pretty much is. Mm -hmm. It is. So, um, you know, so we would, you know, we'll do our best. You know, I, I'm, I'm all about trying to catch bad guys. That's, uh, that's kind of how I. That's your job, well, that's my job oddly and, enough. And oddly enough, and I enjoyed a lot. Um, now, we have, I'll tell you, so off of the scams and, and just into that, we've had a very successful six months in the department. We've been able to, to uh, recover a couple trailers that were stolen in town, um, both down in Wichita. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some, some, also some equipment we're working on. We have another case that we're currently working that we're hoping to get some closure in. We've worked some, uh, some what I would call some pretty high profile cases that uh, I really can't talk about yet because sure. we're waiting on the prosecution, um, which, which is underway and it's going well. But once those hit, I would like to give my guys some props because my guys are working very hard. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fairly certain that within the last couple months, we've done close to 20 search warrants for different things wow. um, that we've been working on. And so, you know, that takes time. Absolutely. And, and, my, and my guys are really putting in the time right now, and I'm, and I'm very happy and proud about that. So, Well, we're grateful for that, and that's huge. So when you say that you're, you know, like the theft and things like that, what, what can the average citizen do to kind of, you know, help you out, <laughs> protect uh, their property? What are some things that maybe we could do to make your um, – make you be able to spend less time on on pushing yeah. toward well, well again though this you know theft and thefts just like scams that's a lot of times that's these people's job they don't want to do real work and so they just thieve and 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 sometimes they're really good at it um but what people can do to help us and and you know i, I laugh because we hear this more than often well it's just heston or it's heston we feel safe here yeah, you still got to lock your car doors. You still got to, uh, you know, when you when you go in somewhere, be it uh, maybe the high school for a basketball game or 
you go into a business downtown, don't leave your purse sitting in the front seat of the car. Um, don't leave your wallet on the dash. You know, don't leave your cell phone in sight because, you know, that's a, that is a crime of opportunity. And that crime takes about two seconds, especially if your car doors aren't locked. And, and then your stuff's just gone. And they'll go use your cards at the quick trip or somewhere like that within 30 minutes before you may, may even know they're gone, you know. Um, and so, you know, we, we just have to be diligent in what we do and understand that, you know, really, we have a major thoroughfare in the state that runs right through the middle of town, not through the middle of town, through the edge of town, but it is in the city limits. And so, you know, try, egress out of town is fairly easy. In fact, uh, we have about, I was counting the other day, I think we have about 12, 12 roads in and out of town, mm-hmm. you know, which is a lot for a small town. Um, and so it's very easy for these people to come in and come out and, and just be gone before we know it. Um, and again, this isn't just a Heston problem. Okay. When they're hitting us, they're hitting Mound Ridge. They're, you know, they're hitting Hillsboro. They're hitting Canton. You know, they're, they, they just go to these small towns cause they, they think a, that, you know, a, everybody thinks, well, it's Heston and it's safe. So I'm not gonna lock my doors and B, you know, they they kind of, and this is a shot at us, but they kind of think we're the Barney Fives, you know, and and so, I, you know, our we strive to uh, teach them a lesson for Absolutely. coming and doing that here. Now, whether we can do that or not, sometimes it's up in the air, but, you know, we, we try very, very hard to do that. So, but yeah, lock your doors, um, you know, and, and it's getting to be, like you said, it's, we're getting spring-like. I've been out the last few mornings walking and it's beautiful and, but we got to remember we need to pay attention when we're walking and not only just to be safe, you know, let's watch crossing the road Mm -hmm. and and that, um, even at the stop signs, because sometimes people aren't from here. Maybe they don't know there's a stop sign, didn't see a stop sign, weren't paying attention on their phone. There's, I mean, there's a myriad of reasons that people might run a stop sign, Mm -hmm. but it can happen, you know, and, and as a walker, you know, you're supposed to have the right of way and the crosswalk, but Let's, when it uh, comes to a semi in your right of way, that's yeah, not a you don't win that one very uh, no. often. So, so just you know, just let's be cognizant, heads up, you know. But here's the other thing I'll tell you is, I'm I'm a big believer of this, and I preach it everywhere I talk. Is see something, say something. If you're out walking at six in the morning and you see something that does not right or you don't think's right, call us. But and, and I'm going to preface that by saying call 911, right? Because that's the other my other big uh, point that I that I try to put out there is you know so you don't can, call three two seven twenty twenty. Well, you can if you want to talk to the answering machine. Okay. And then sometimes the, somebody answers. The, other well, than the occasionally, answer. but then a lot of times, you know, three or four hours later, we find a message on the machine. Um, sure. Or the phone. I call it a machine. We don't have a machine anymore. But I'm with um, you. But uh, you know, call 911. I get it. Everybody, you know, for years we were we were pushed that that's the emergency line, and it is the emergency line, but it's also the line to get assistance, right? So, yeah, so see something, say something. If something's not right, you don't feel right, you know, because I can't tell you how many times that uh, we've gotten a call and said, hey, you know, I was walking six hours ago, and I saw this, and my gut didn't feel right, and, and it's, and they'll say it was, a, you know, it's like a white suburban. I'll say, okay, well, that's good because, you know, their car was broken into it about six hours ago. And so now at least I have a, a, Mm -hmm. you know, a description. So, 
that happens more times than you can mm. probably imagine. You know, mm-hmm. if someone sees what's going on, but they're just like, eh, I don't want to bother anybody. Right. Well, I can assure you that I would like for you to bother my people. Well, and it's in a, what makes Heston a community that is safer is if we, it's not so mind your own business. I, I think that's part of it, too, is I, would, I want no part of this. I'm going to mind my own business. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And listen, I don't want to get off the... No, it, it takes a village. That we're not safe. We are safe. Absolutely. I feel great about here. You know, I think it's a great place. I think we're doing a great job. I think, uh, you know, it's it's great, but we can always do better. Absolutely. And so, though, you know, just those little things. Well, and I, you know, when you talk about being out walking, we do have a lot of semi-traffic in this community. And we are grateful for that because our industries that employ a lot of people from many zip codes, need those semis hauling in raw materials, hauling out product. But I do worry a lot about kids on bikes and walkers and things like that. And I think it's just constant, just a little remind yourself, be careful, stop, scoot back, give that big truck the right of way um, and have those conversations with your kids or grandkids and just tell them you're not in that big a hurry. Just wait, let that big truck come through. Yep. And, and, uh, Mrs. Coker over at the elementary school does a great job with the kids, you know, every year with the bike tour. And we, I, well, I say we, I say me, I, and Vance, I think, I mean, I don't know. I Sometimes I think I speak for Vance, and Vance doesn't hold the same, uh, <laughs> Officer Frick, sorry, the SRO doesn't hold the same, uh, <laughs> the same maybe enthusiasm that I hold towards some of the things that I challenge him to do. But, uh, but uh, the bike tour in, is one thing that, I just thoroughly enjoy and think is great because it's teaching those kids. And it's not just somebody standing up there saying, hey, you know, do this, do that. Well, let's go out for an hour mm-hmm. and Put practice, it to practice doing that. You know? I and, like that, too. It's, it's great. So Yeah. Well, all of those things matter a, a tremendous amount. So as we head into summer with kids having more free time and maybe, you know, I've said to kids over the years, free time is the enemy. <laughs> And it's kind of true. You know, I mean, my mom and dad saw that on the radar for me back in 72. So what you're saying is, you know, we need to give kids chores. They can come volunteer at the library so we can put them to work here. Right. I mean, my mom and dad, we got a horse that we couldn't afford, but the horse was the anti-drug. And it pretty much worked. And so do you feel like that some of the activities that are available to people in the summer for their kids, do you feel like that makes a difference in keeping kids from making choices that maybe they shouldn't make. Oh, absolutely. I think any time you can give them something to do is great. And I think we do a very good job here with the library and the rec and, you know, everybody. There's always plenty for the kids to do, the pool. Um, we have very few problems at the pool every year. They do a great job um, of, of managing all those kids there. It's amazing to me. What I think is really amazing about Heston is that it doesn't tend to be the kids that are the problem. It's it seems like there's when it comes to theft and crimes, it it doesn't seem like it's yeah. perpetuated by a bunch of rowdy roving packs of middle school squirrels. Well, th- that is true. Yes. Well, we, good deal. We try to keep the the roving squirrels at bay. <laughs> most times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they come here. Is well, that, where they come. They well, come that, here. That is great news. Well, anything else, Chief? That's uh, on the horizon that people should know about. 
No, just uh, you know, just be waiting for uh, fall when we make our big comeback to the barbecue competition. <laughs> that yeah, is maybe. going to be so awesome. I, I can't wait, and I'm, I'm sure that conversations, Kim, about Home Sweet Heston are at least in the early stages. They are. They are. They're, the date is set. I'd have to look at my calendar. Oh, go ahead. We've got a little time okay, here because um, we're waiting on Shirley to wrap up the lunch hour over there. Absolutely. There's actually a schedule of all the events that I can post on our Facebook page today of what we have coming up for the whole year Woo-hoo. looking forward. Okay. With monthly luncheons, Home Sweet Heston, Holly Jolly Heston, all those dates are all already picked. Set I love planning ahead. On the calendar. But she's going to tell us here when Home Sweet Heston is because truly more and more people look at fall trips um, than in the past. And uh, you don't want to miss that. That is not a time to be out of town. And it's probably in October, I'm guessing. It is, and it is slowly, slowly loading. PD can send out smoke signals when, you know, the barbecue competition's going <laughs> to start. Home Sweet Heston is, is October 11th through 14th. 11th through 14th, so yep. that second weekend in there, yep. basically. Yeah, I like knowing that because I might be planning something, and I don't want to miss it. Last year I was not. I was in town, but I was tied up with a on another event and so um yeah that's good well okay so what we're doing right now is we're waiting on shirley to finish up over at d'angelo's but i know everybody in this room probably has a a little d'angelo's memory or story so i'm going to put you on the spot and let you have a chance to tell that here in just a second but we're we're just really grateful for the work that mike and shirley weber and their six kids gosh those kids have kept that place going D'Angelo's is closing at the end of the week, and that's going to be a change for our community. I think that that all of us recognize that. But um, I, I, one of the things that I have always appreciated about D'Angelo's is every year when the um, H-Town campers eat there on one day of camp, and Shirley just makes that smooth as glass for them. And it's very entertaining to see kids in a restaurant. Maybe sometimes I almost think for the first time ordering without mom and dad supervising it. And Shirley and her people have been so patient. And sometimes I have 22 people eating and they treat each one of those kids just like they're the best customer in town. And then we spill over into the old donut side and they just have had a really... A great experience there, and, and I'm going to miss that a lot. But um, we also want to recognize that time marches on. So, who else has a D'Angelo story? Jackie, do you have one? Well, I, I, I'll go first. Okay, uh, perfect. I, I Thanks, a, Chief. I have a couple of uh, things to say about Shirley. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. uh, she. It, I'm it, sure it, she's interested yeah. to hear this. She yeah. no, she's not here to defend herself. No. So. Our, our family loves Shirley. I mean, as I'm sure most people do. Right. Um, just getting to know them over the years has been great. Um, also, the fact that she uh, she employs my daughter, so that's the one thing I like about her. You know, um, <laughs> she keeps your daughter out of trouble. She does. But then I will say too, much like you, you know, once a year, we uh, I, I traipse the entire football team over there for a meal. Oh wow! Um, for fr- with friends of Swather football. You can stay. And uh, you know. Shirley spends the time making copious amounts of ranch dressing. (laughs) That is the best part, I will say. Yeah, that's you know, if if we're gonna miss anything, it's the it's the secret sauce recipe for the ranch. But uh, you know, that's probably one of the meals that the boys talk about the most. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe short of the the shrimp boil, but other than that, 
that's the meal that they look mm -hmm. look forward to the most and that they're probably going to miss the most so okay now yeah. i want to just for our listeners i want to say now that we started talking about her shirley has arrived <laughs> Which, oh. So, Sorry. <laughs> you're fine. Surely. That's what we love about you is you've been so incredibly devoted to your business. I just asked each of these people if they wanted to share some kind of little memory about you. And I. It better have been nice, Chris. It, it was. was. Nice. Like, I, it was super nice. But, but I didn't give Kim a chance. Um, so I'm going to go to Jackie and then we'll let Kim share. And then, Shirley, I have a few questions for you. So, Jackie, what's your D'Angelo's memory? So I, through the paper, had gotten to know Shirley and her kids, and they're just an extraordinary family, and they're all wonderful, um, especially with the, the 4-H aspect of things. Uh, but my D'Angelo's memory, I'm going to speak out of turn and speak for my husband. He eats D'Angelo's a lot, and they have been – his business backs right up to D'Angelo's, and they've been kind enough to – uh, run a pizza out the back door to Heston Machine and Welding for him a couple of times. Um, and, and just that kind of fr – and I know that when, we, when he calls in, it's, they know that it's a small, small sausage pizza, and then if I'm eating, it's a mini sausage and white sauce, and I'm desperately going to miss those white sauce pizzas. And a Diet Mountain Dew. And a Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> goodness. This, this Can you is... believe she knows her order by heart? That, I absolutely that can't is believe that. <laughs> okay, Kim, what do you have in the way of a D'Angelo's memory? Uh, for me, it was more about the opportunity to go have lunch. It was a great place to go, and um, Elspeth and I would go almost weekly, and we had a little tiny table in the back that we were able to come and make salads and grab a piece of pizza and just sit and talk where there were always friendly faces. And like I said, it's really all about the ranch when they say that. They're not <laughs> kidding because every time I go in and I order, it was like my family always wants a large cheese breadstick with ranch, with a side of ranch, and then a little bit more ranch after that because um, that's obviously their favorite part. <laughs> well, all right. So, Shirley, we are so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. I bet you had a busy lunch hour today, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to first ask, how did you and Mike decide to open a restaurant in Heston, Kansas? Well, it was Mike and his family came up to Old Town Square for a family picture from Don Gearing. Yes. And they were walking down that strip mall and his family owned the Gambinos in Halstead. Gotcha. That's what I did. I opened the Gambinos from the state of Kansas. Okay. And that's how I met Mike. And it was the Gambinos. And then when Mike's like, oh, this would be a perfect place. Well, then the corporate Gambinos changed hands, and we didn't like the rules they were putting down. Okay. Or, and so I said, we can do this on our own. We know what we're doing. And That's awesome. <laughs> and, and 30 years, 30 years ago. Later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the anniversary is technically when? The we opened on February 24th. Okay. On so. Ash Wednesday. That is, it, it is, it's all just kind of yeah, coming together, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. well, we've appreciated that the whole family has mm -hmm. been involved. Like mm -hmm. you, your whole crew. So say a little bit about, I mean, how did that even work? Getting kids and well, doing all that. I mean, how, how did you coordinate that? I, I, don't, I don't really even know. I think it just, I drug them up there. They had to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that sounds terrible. But our office has a split door and when they were real little. I had a TV back there and a little couch and a okay. little play. I had a little table and crowns and Play-Doh and they would sit back there and I could hear them crying, but I could open the top part of the door and look over and usually, I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I guess I'm strict. I'm, you probably know that. <laughs> I will agree with okay. that. <laughs> I, snap, I affirm that. <laughs> I snap my fingers and my kids would just 
stand in line and be quiet. And mm-hmm. they, I mean, the repercussions, they knew that mom had business. <laughs> and so then what, how did they transition from coloring on the other side of that door to throwing dough Boat in the pizza. air? Well, yeah. as soon as they were probably, well, my daughter, Sarah, I mean, she was 18 months when we opened that. And my son, Zachary, was two months. So they were up there. And, I mean, Sarah was bussing tables when she was probably three, four. She made the most tips, I'm going to tell you, that girl. <laughs> everything everybody felt sorry for. They, I mean, she was out there just doing the best she could. And, right. You know, workman's comp. And they tried all kinds of things. They tried to, you know, said, nope, nope, she can't do that. <laughs> she can't. So, and then that's how the kids started. But, I mean, when there was kindergarten, I'd pick them up at school. That's when they had half days. Oh, yeah. And then they would come. I'd pick them up at 11. They'd have to come with me and work and you know, the rest of the kids all went to the daycare. Right. Yeah. And it seemed like it it was okay. They learned what hard work is oh, and absolutely. the value of it. And, yeah. and, you know, I tell you what, I think that we're better for it. So um, you've enjoyed a lot of regular customers oh, over the years. Oh, my goodness, yes. And you've also been a great stop for people that were visiting. Mm-hmm. So can you say, you know, a little bit maybe about how both of those are important? Your local loyals, but then also being a, a destination. How's that yeah, gone? Yeah, and I don't even know how the destination we don't, I'm not a social media person at all. I never advertised outside of word of mouth. I'm not even sure how people found out about it, but they did, and they found us. It was the ranch. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was the ranch. It's the ranch. But, I mean, we still have new people coming in this week, and they're like, we just found you. You can't close. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've been here 30 years. <laughs> it's time. It's time. And, it's and time. you know, um, I wonder if people are going to just say, well, you know, the, the Webbers are leaving to work on the ranch. <laughs> well, we're yeah. putting all this emphasis on yeah. the dressing. And people oh, yeah. be like, I didn't know how many cattle they had, but it must be a lot more than yeah. I realized. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so do you have a couple of stories? Well, I wish Rusty was here because his father, bless Sid's heart, he used to come in all, almost every day those Agco guys would come in at that front table and they would sit. And every time Sid would cause some sort of problem. <laughs> Every time. There was was a, it because they were fighting about the word jumble? I, you know what? I'm not even sure what they were half the times. It didn't even make sense. One time, probably specifically, the health inspector was there out checking, and Sid's at the front table. <coughs> What'd I get in my pizza? <laughs> you know, that's and, on brand. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. I smile, and the health inspector, I know she knew it was a joke right, or whatever. Right. So. That all went fine. A week later, Sid got a sandwich, and there was just happened to be a little plastic spider in his sandwich. Oh, well, Rusty's going to hear this right away. Rusty's going to hear this, And I would, every now and then, I'd put some sort of <laughs> little mouse or some sort of bug or something in his sandwich or a little plastic one just to... And you know Sid lived for that. Yeah, I'm he sure did. he just thought that was awesome. Oh, he, those guys all thought that was hilarious. That is a great yeah. one. So who yeah. else you have some dirt on? <laughs> any, any stories on the living? Oh, probably some, but I won't say anything because... <laughs> Surely. You... I don't want the repercussions. I'm still here in this town. <laughs> I drive school bus for the school. I know, but I mean... <laughs> and they're kids. Well, all right. I don't want the I'm... kids to be good on my the bus. The thing is, is that you know everybody's dirty laundry because you hear everything <laughs> that happens at those tables. It's amazing how many people at the front counter, even though they're for a tiny bit, like I'm a hairdresser or I'm a... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Therapist, aren't yes, you? Yes, because yes. it's amazing Priest. what people... Yeah, there you go. Um, but they'll tell you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just because, I mean, that's, that's very comforting because then they feel good. Yes. 
it's it's home to a uh-huh. lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the tears that I've people have sure this in the last couple of weeks that what are we going to do because it was cozy. Yeah. Well, and we're grateful and, for that. It's very normal for us to be sad and to try to work through that. But think about that 30 years and how grateful we are. What if we wouldn't have had that? Yeah. That'd be terribly sad. So it's it's natural to want it to go on forever. But goodness sakes, have we ever been blessed by just those relationships? And oh, gosh, absolutely. So what are you going to do? I bet people are asking. Well, they think I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people. That, sure. And I love to work. I love to work. I think I'm going to be bored. I have honestly think I'm going to be bored. Um, but I'm school is so busy mm-hmm. um, with driving the school bus, and I'm doing the scheduling for the transportation. Right. I help less. I'm, I don't know if I help him. I'm probably more of a I think to you him. help him. <laughs> um, but I love that. I've got number five grandkid on the way. I want to be play with my grandkids. Right. Um, I don't. People say you're going to travel. I don't. I, uh, I don't think I like to do that. That's kind of something to learn. Well, you should know that Shirley just takes random bike tours of towns that she drives the school bus to sometimes. Well, I, yes. I didn't know that. You take your bike along. Sometimes if I can if I can strap it in there uh-huh. with it legally. Yeah. Yeah, if there's enough room, I will take my bike. And I've done it in, golly, small little towns. Um, and I love it. I love walking the towns. How that's wonderful. Anytime I drive a yeah. trip, I go walk the towns. Like last night, I had to drive to Pratt. And I went into Maurice's to uh-huh. find a shirt, and I walk in there with my Heston shirt. The gal's like, Heston Swathers? And I said, yeah. She goes, ah, my uncle coaches and teaches there, Matt Richardson's niece. Oh, <laughs> small world. <laughs> so, yeah. so then you could have all kinds of conversations. So, yeah, we talked for probably five, ten minutes just nice. about yeah. stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we know you're not going away. No. We, we know that you will continue to contribute. I'm grateful that you drive bus and work in our transportation department for our school district. That's huge. I'm also grateful for Mike on school board. I don't want Mike to know this. So, <laughs> uh, um, uh, you know, I know he doesn't listen to the no. podcast, but, but I very much appreciated learning to know Mike in a different way. And your family's, um, you're solid in this town, Shirley. And well, we're I just so. very, very grateful for you and what you've done. And It'll be your turn to be on the other side of the of a cash register, right? You'll be able to eat out and relax and and enjoy life, right? I mean, yeah. That looks I, that looks says, yeah, that sounds terrifying. Is, is what that is. I don't. So my dad Mike, had that said, same look when he retired. Mike's yeah. like, oh, we can go out to eat stuff like that. I'm like, I, I don't see why we need to. <laughs> and he just looks at me like, surely. I'll work on him. I'll talk to him a little bit. But you can talk yeah. to him, but it's, yeah. it's 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 me. He's the one that would like to. Go do this stuff. Yeah. I well, I'll work on I him. Give him some home. pointers how to how to get me to how to get you to go. Oh, get we. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything yeah. else, Shirley? No, I think. I mean, we are just we're never would have fathomed how scary it was thirty years ago. What we were two babies and mortgaged our house to open a restaurant, and look where we are today. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. yeah. I gotta ask. God I, was good. I asked. Uh, I asked Miss Wallace this earlier. What's brought you the most joy in the last 30 years of, of being a small business owner, a small restaurant owner? Probably, honestly, working with my kids one-on-one. With having six kids, you don't get that time. And being there with them, working with them, and seeing them interact with people, and them talking to you as a, their boss, but yet their mom, but as a friend at work. 
it's it was my, my kids are amazing i've got the most six beautiful wonderful kids i ever could ask for that's a very cool example yeah i, love and I, I that. think i think people don't realize how kids need their parents more than what the kids think they do or the parents yeah i think that's yeah. a, per- a perfect yeah. thought to end our yeah. our podcast today Thank you, Kim Wallace. Thank you, Chief Eilert. Thank you, Shirley and Mike Weber. And Jackie, thanks for saving the day. And I'm going to sign off on behalf of my wonderful yes. colleague, Rusty Witcher. I Next the funk button You have ready. a funk button. Next so, week, our guests will be uh, Brad Gore and Katie Schmidt from Dick Arboretum talking about that crazy leprechaun chase run, whatever it is, and the spring plant sale. And so be sure to tune in then. But until then, have, see you. Have a safe week. All right, so I'm going to take Rusty's spot here and go. This has been the Weekly Walk Through H-Town, sponsored by an equipment by Local 11228. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next week.